Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I'm going to be sharing a crystal grid recipe for protection and shielding. And I think this is something, you know, I, I get asked about a lot. How can we protect ourselves? And I think it's definitely coming up a little bit more than usual right now because we're all feeling a little bit of fear and anxiety and things like that. And, you know, there's some really constructive ways that we can deal with that and we can turn to our crystals for some help while we find that sense of safety and wellness and security. But before we get started, I want to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Mel and Mel says, there are a lot of fake crystals being mass produced and shipped out of China. I'm finding it really hard to find quality gemstones for jewelry making in the Southern hemisphere. Do you have any advice or recommendations for those of us who are South of the equator? I dream of getting to Tucson one day. Well, Mel, you are in luck. So we actually have a blog post, and it's really more of a list, but it happens to live on our blog at loveandlightschool.com. You can find it at slash best dash places dash buy dash crystals dash online. Or if you just go to loveandlightschool.com slash blog, and in the search bar, if you just type in buy crystals online, you will pull up this article, which is the 43 absolute best places to buy crystals online. And there's a little video from me there talking about some of my favorite places to purchase crystals. Keep in mind, these are all retail dealers. So these are not wholesalers, um, but we do have a separate list on our website of wholesalers and they're in alphabetical order. Um, most of them are in the U S or Canada, but we have included in some brackets after the name of each business if they're in another country. And there are two on this list in Australia. There's Peace Love Crystals, which you can find at peacelovecrystals.com.au. And there is another one called Healing Hearts at Uladula. And it's Healing Hearts at uladula.com.au and you can find some great things in those shops but I also want to recommend a place because you're specifically looking for some crystals for jewelry making called Fire Mountain Gems and you can find them online at firemountaingems.com they have some absolutely beautiful stuff and in fact some of my favorite jewelry makers I know get some of their cabochons and beads and things like that from Fire Mountain. Um, I would say that they might be like, you know, a tiny bit more sometimes price-wise than you can find things from other places, but the quality in general seems to be quite good. Uh, most of the people that I know that make jewelry that use them as a supplier are always very happy with them. 
Now, do they across the board have only 100% natural crystals and gems? No. I think what you're saying is very common. There are just a lot of places out there um, manufacturing stones, dyeing stones, creating them out of resins and epoxies and all different things. But for the most part, they have a really great selection of natural crystals. So I would say just do your research ahead of time. Say you're looking for moonstone. You want to create some moonstone jewelry. Um, look for common moonstone fakes. For example, like opalite is a man-made crystal, but it's often, or excuse me, I should just say man-made stone. It's not a crystal, um, but it's often passed off as moonstone. So do a little bit of research about each stone that you're buying before you actually, you know, open your wallet and place your order. But in general, there are some great crystals to be found, even if the places that you're buying them from have some of those fakes mixed in. A good seller will usually tell you that they've been dyed or enhanced so that you know what you're buying ahead of time. And Fire Mountain Gems does ship internationally. I know shipping from North America to the Southern Hemisphere can get a little bit expensive, but they do offer some priority mail international, or they can ship through FedEx. So Fire Mountain Gems might be a really good option for you. And Mel also says that they struggle with telling real from fake stones. How do I know if what I'm getting is the real thing? Well, if you actually take a look on my Instagram page at Love and Light School, you'll see just below my bio, there are several highlight reels. And if you scroll through those highlight reels, you'll find one called Crystal Fakes. And if you click on that, you can see some of the most commonly faked crystals. I'll give you a few tips and hints on how to tell that these are fakes. Really, a lot of it just comes from kind of a trained eye, but I'll definitely uh, show you some things to look out for that are being sold in the general mineral market, as well as in beads and jewelry making supplies. So take a look at that crystal fakes highlight reel on my Instagram page at love and light school. Now it's time for us to dive into our main topic for today, which is that crystal grid recipe for protection and shielding. And I know it's really hard to sometimes visualize or picture a crystal grid through just the audio on the podcast. So if you do go over to the blog at loveandlightschool.com slash blog, you can actually see a special video that I've created showing you how to create this crystal grid step by step. And the reason that I really wanted to do this is because I think most often when we're talking about working with crystals for protection, what comes to mind first is carrying those crystals with us or wearing them as jewelry, but you can actually use the energy and power of a crystal grid for protection as well. And many people think of this in terms of linking that grid to a specific location. You know, often you'll hear someone talking about how they were gridding their home for their protection or their office at work for protection. But you can actually work with the energy of a crystal grid for protection of yourself and your loved ones, not just while you're in that space as kind of an energetic shield around you, but also to connect you with the energy and presence of that grid so that you're still protected and safe when leaving your space. 
So to create this crystal grid, you'll need a black tourmaline stone, just one. This can be a rough crystal, tumbled stones, totally up to you. Six pieces of peridot. If you don't have that many, you can use a mixture of crystals that are for energetic shielding and kind of dissolving negative energy. So things that would be good for this are crystals like peridot, green tourmaline, black obsidian, gold sheen obsidian, anything that really has a dissolving quality to the energy. Smoky quartz would also work really well. You'll also need six labradorite stones. Uh, this is really for shielding your energy and creating some boundaries. If you don't have that many labradorite, you can incorporate some mystic merlinite, some larvakite, or even some black moonstone. And finally, you'll need a crystal to activate your crystal grid with and a crystal grid base. For this recipe, I'm working with a seed of life crystal grid base. So this is a sacred geometry shape that really draws things to you. And here we're trying to draw or call in the energy of safety and protection. So you can work with a fancy wooden crystal grid base, or you can even draw this yourself or print it out from online. Once you've gathered your supplies and made sure that your crystals have been cleansed using whatever method you feel called to use, you're going to want to create an intention statement for your grid, one that relates to this idea of protection. So you can keep it a little bit more general, something like, I am safe and protected, I am shielded from negative influences, both physical and energetic, or you can make it as specific as you like to your individual situation when you're crafting this intention statement. So for example, you might want to choose to include other people protecting your family, your loved ones, other places or situations in your request for protection. Then you're going to place the black tourmaline crystal, which represents this really intensely focused protection in the center of your seed of life grid base. So this acts as your anchor stone and kind of sets the theme or the tone for your entire crystal grid. Next, you'll place the six peridot crystals, which are again known for that disintegrating or dissolving of negative energy from your aura as well as your environment on the seed of life grid base around your central stone. So you'll place these in the center of each of the outer circles that make up the seed of life. And if you need a demonstration of this or you need to see a picture of what this looks like, again, you can check that out on our website at loveandlightschool.com blog. Finally, you'll place the six Labradorite crystals, which are used for energetic shielding, at the point where two of the outer circles cross on the outside edge of the crystal grid base. So this forms almost like a little indent or divot around the outer part of the seed of life. So there will be six of these little divots where you can place your Labradorite stones. Then you'll want to activate your crystal grid, which gets a little tricky to explain, but basically this is just the act of energetically linking or connecting all of the stones in your grid using another crystal like a quartz crystal wand or a selenite blade. After you've activated this grid, and again, if you need to see a demonstration of that, check out the special video that I made over on the website, you'll leave this grid in place for as long as you feel like you need its protective energy. But be sure to revisit this grid frequently and update your intention statement as needed if your situation changes. 
You'll also want to be sure to go back to your grid about once or twice a month and cleanse your crystals and reactivate your grid since they're really doing some pretty heavy duty protective work. Well, that is it for our crystal grid recipe for shielding and protection. Now it's time to jump into our trending this week segment. So as you know, each week I like to bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or just something that I'm really loving and that I want to share. So today, and I could honestly probably do a whole episode all about this topic, um, but I wanted to discuss the goddess Bridget. Bridget is the triple goddess of the flame connected with health, the hearth, and the forge. So I first connected with goddess Bridget while I visited Ireland last year with my mom. Um, Goddess Bridget is someone who has come to me as a spiritual guide many times before, but it wasn't until that trip to Ireland that I really started to connect with her in a deeper way. I made it a point while taking my mom on this amazing mother-daughter trip to visit some of Goddess Bridget's sacred sites in Ireland. So we visited Bridget's sacred wells. We tied our own cluties to the trees there, which are little strips of ribbon or cloth. And it was a really transformative experience. And later last year, I went to Glastonbury, to Avalon, and Bridget came up again and again. And I found myself becoming really deeply connected with her. Now, although Bridget is associated typically with the high holy day of Imbolc, when we celebrate her as a bringer of light, recently, um, just on May 4th, there's a Celtic festival day honoring goddess Bridget as a fertility goddess. And I've written an article for my new age store from Mimosa Books and Gifts all about goddess Bridget. And so you can learn a little bit more about her associations and what she's connected with, but basically she has this triple goddess aspect. Uh, She's the goddess of healing and herbs, the goddess of smithing and building, which is often represented by the forge and the anvil. And she's the goddess of midwifery and fertility um, of both people and crops. She's seen as this keeper of light, and she's often pictured holding a flame in the palm of her hand. And the light from her flame is thought to warm the hearth and home, heat the forge, and spark inspiration in poets. So this kind of represents all three of her aspects as a triple goddess. And I really identify with Bridget as a healer. She is usually seen with a satchel of healing herbs, surrounded by flowers, bees, and beautiful animals. And it's through this aspect that we see Bridget's relationship to scholarship and learning, especially in poetry and history. And Bridget was really revered 
as a muse and was thought to spark inspiration in poets and creative people of all types. And I really find myself lately connecting with this spark of inspiration from Goddess Bridget. And if you'd like to learn a lot more about her, you can read this article over at my new age shop, Mimosa. You can go to mimosaspirit.com and right there on the homepage, if you're reading this sometime soon, you'll see this blog post all about Goddess Bridget. Otherwise, you can go to the blog and you can find this article. It's called Bridget, Triple Goddess of the Flame. And you can read all about her. And I wanted to chat a little bit about some of her associated crystals because I found myself through... Uh, a lot of time spent creating new things for the school over the past few weeks, really being drawn to these crystals over and over again. So the crystals that are really sacred to Goddess Bridget are carnelian, citrine, fire agate, garnet, pyrite, and ruby. And this makes a lot of sense. All of these crystals have their own sort of fiery, motivational, inspirational energy in and of themselves. But the one that I kind of keep coming back to is carnelian. There's just something about this that is so powerful for following that creative muse in your life, that sense of inspiration. And I really feel Goddess Bridget kind of working with me and through me in terms of my creativity and it really doesn't get much stronger than when I'm working with carnelian in this way. And for me, this started out just by working with some carnelian tumbled stones, having them on my desk and kind of just, you know, holding them in my hands and running my fingers through them while I was in this kind of place of creative flow. But then I was so drawn to these carnelian flames. I don't know if you are familiar with the flame shape, but it's kind of like a freestanding shape that's twisted and almost looks like fire. And especially being made of the carnelian, it really has this energy of the flame, of the fire of goddess Bridget. And I've been so connected with this carnelian flame on my desk as I've been creating new classes and writing beautiful rituals to do with my students. And it's just been such a motivational and positive and bright thing during this time that otherwise I know it's been so challenging for so many of us. So if you find yourself needing a little bit of that motivation, that creative inspiration, that connection with the support of Goddess Bridget, I would really recommend working with any of these fiery flame crystals, but especially that carnelian. Well, I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, of course, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode. And I wanted to give a quick shout out and some love to Banja, who says, the Clear Quartz of Crystal podcasts, five stars. 
I mean the title in the most complimentary way possible. I adore this podcast. I only wish I had stumbled upon it sooner. The information is clear and genuine. I love the segments on the healing properties of individual crystals. The extra content and interviews are wonderful as well. This podcast is great for novice crystal enthusiasts to crystal masters. There's really something here for everyone. Well, Banja, thank you so much for that beautiful review on iTunes. I'm really grateful for you taking the time to recommend us because it helps other crystal lovers find our show. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.